right. Well, hello, everybody. Um, welcome to our podcast, um, CT Sportscast. Um, I'm Christian Pierce, and along with me here is Trevor Fort and Garrett Vanover, and we are really excited to um, get started today. So um, to start us off, we'll kind of break into um, the college football playoff um, last weekend. So um, Trevor and Garrett, what are your thoughts about the Ohio State and Clemson game? Um, it was definitely a shocker because, I mean, we didn't know how Justin Fields could perform against Clemson. Um, he struggled against a get good against good teams. And um, mm-hmm. it was very shocking to see how well he played. Six touchdowns, one interception, I believe. Yeah. Um, yes. He played absolutely well. Um, it's definitely a surprise game. Um, yeah, that's all I have for that. Trevor, what um, about I, you? I think, yeah, uh, Justin Fields and Ohio State really played for their best game of the season. And Grant, they had a shortened season. Um, but they definitely silenced all the haters, I think, in terms of and all the people that doubted them being there. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Fields, 22 for 28, 385 yards, six touchdowns, did throw one interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Sermon was big on the ground uh, because uh, Master T was out for the game with COVID. So mm-hmm. uh, Trey Sermon had 31 carries, 193 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Olave did really good as well, six catches, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. I think mm-hmm. the thing that people – need to remember is that the tight ends played a very big game as well uh, and were very important. Jeremy Ruckert uh, had two touchdowns. Luke Farrell had a touchdown. And uh, Clemson had their, you know, Trevor Lawrence struggled, even though he threw for 400 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, mm-hmm. He fumbled the ball three times and uh, mm-hmm. one time wow. lost That's the big. fumble. So he doesn't do that very often. So that yeah. was big. There were mistakes that were made on their side. And uh, I feel like they kind of just – once they lost the lead and, and it felt like they were uh, kind of done for. Yeah. And, and I'm looking here at team stats. So um, big thing I noticed sticking out was uh, 639 yards of total offense, total yards for Ohio state. Um, that's a big deal compared to Clemson's 444, even though that's a lot of yards. I mean, Ohio state was going on almost 650 um, along with um, interesting stat here, kind of surprising. Uh, Clemson had 400 passing yards and Ohio state had 385. Um, it didn't feel like that. I don't know how you guys felt, but I felt like it was definitely um, lopsided there, as well as rushing yards. Um, of course, mostly Trey Sermon, 254 yards, and then Clemson with only 44. That is a um, very significant stat right there. So, um, um, speaking of Trey Sermon, um, I think this, his last three games of playing, I think he's boosted his draft stock mm-hmm. like exponentially. Because, I mean, you look at Travis Etienne, he was supposed to be the big running back of the year, and look what he did against Ohio State. It was only mm-hmm. 10 carries for 32 yards. Mm-hmm. You look at Trey Sermon, it's 31 carries, 100, or 193 yards, and a touchdown. His average yards per carry was 6.2. Now, that he came from Oklahoma, do you guys think he was going to do this well, or do you guys think he was just going to be an average running back? Trevor, you can go ahead first. Um, I think he was kind of very hidden and kind of like a very uh... – kind of like a secret weapon because of how mm-hmm. well Master Teague was playing. He didn't really get the opportunity to um, really show what he could do. And mm-hmm. now that Master Teague was out for that game, you know, he was the main back and, and got the majority of the carries, uh, obviously. Um, and then I, I think it definitely helped his draft stock. Um, I think he can only improve – if he improves and has a really good game against Alabama, which I know we're teasing, we're going to talk about, uh, that could help him even more. Mm-hmm. 
most uh, most of the like draft mock drafts don't have him going in the first round, but I don't know if he explodes and has a really good game. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. That's the same with Chris Olave too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And I think it's significant um, what Trevor said. Um, I think that's actually. I mean, I it's kind of funny how when you know like ESPN, all these uh, news outlets talking about like Sermon really was very quiet. Like you never heard much about him because Master Teague's so good. And like mm-hmm. what Trevor said, him being out with COVID is significant. But I mean, um, I think Ohio State has proven over the years, and um, hopefully for Buckeye fans out there, um, you know, hopefully they keep that up because um, that, that's a big deal to have a running back come in and play like that. Um, very. Gives me big Zeke um, vibes and f- familiarity. Um, even though I know they're different players in their own way, but they're very similar. Um, they're fast. They're power runners. Um, and can really just create space. Um, yep. And one other stat I want to mention about the Clemson Ohio State game, then we can kind of head towards the Alabama, um, the national championship, Alabama Ohio State game. Um, it's good with you guys, um, man. Looking at the third down efficiency, you won't be able to tell Ohio State played much better because five for twelve. So they're going to have to improve that against Alabama. That's significant. And then um, neither team made a fourth down conversion. Um, 0 for 2 Clemson, Ohio State did not convert. Um, but yes, and uh, one other thing I want to mention before we move on is Ohio State had nine penalties for 95 yards and Clemson only three penalties for 20. So um, Ohio State's going to have to stay out of the way and avoid and avert things like that because you can't make a lot of mistakes against a team like Alabama. And I think yeah. it's going to be the same for Bama, too. I think Ohio State's tough, but, I mean, Bama is very respected, and they're number one for a reason. So. Yeah, I had one thing to say as well, and then Go I for it. Garrett has something to say. Uh, for a flip side on the Clemson side, if you're, if you're a Clemson fan or just thinking about that, uh, yeah, one thing as well that Ohio State did a really good job was, was stopping the ground game on Clemson. Travis Etienne's a very good player, mm-hmm. very dynamic player, and he only had 10 carries, 32 yards, mm. and a touchdown. He did do total. well on receiving. Yep. Rushing your total he team. had yep. – uh, yeah, he had four catches and 64 yards on the receiving end. Uh, Cornell Powell was really good as well for them. You know, eight catches, 139 yards, two touchdowns. Mm. But to your point, uh, Ohio State did have a lot of penalties. And uh, watching the first game as well between Alabama and Notre Dame, uh, they both teams on that side played very uh, efficient and penalty-free. I think there was only a couple penalties on each mm-hmm. side. Uh, Alabama doesn't normally make those mistakes. They played very uh, mistake-free football in general, but especially on the penalty side, they, they you know, Clemson's got to improve on that, or they're going to keep shooting themselves in the foot uh, mm-hmm. in terms of penalties and giving free yards and extra mm-hmm. downs to them. So that's my take on it. I don't know if Garrett, if you have anything else you want to say before we move on. I'm no, I'm about to. I'd like to start the Alabama Ohio State conversation. So yeah. I'm I'm looking at Alabama stats. Okay. And it shows so Devontae Smith had 105 receiving catches for 16,000 yard or 1600 yards for 20 touchdowns. Now. Mm-hmm. He's a one-man wrecking crew in the offense, but also with Najee Harris. But we also – he gets back Jalen Waddle for that game. Jalen Waddle ended up having, before he got hurt, 25 catches, 557 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, that's a pretty good stat for how many games he played. Do you guys think Ohio State has defense to stop or has enough offense power to keep up with Alabama? Um, for me, I, I, I think they do. Um, but like I told you, they are going to have to be very meticulous and very on point um, and very on scheme because, like I, like you guys have said, I most definitely agree. Um, you know, Najee Harris, man, I mean, um, like you said, his stats, you know, rushing yards, 1,387 um, for 2020 so far. And you got Devontae Smith with 1,641 receiving yards. I mean, and man, and um, 
it's kind of crazy. And then obviously Mac Jones is very good. Um, was up for the Heisman. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, uh, it was, it was Najee Harris that came through, right? Or was it Smith? I'm sorry for Heisman. Well, you, I mean, uh, Devontae yeah. Smith was the Heisman. Okay. Smith. Uh, sorry. Yeah. They're both okay. so talented. I, I kind of forgot. So there's, there's a, three Bama players up there. A stat that people also don't see is from Jen Waddle and Devontae Smith, their average, like, Yards per catch for Devontae was 15.6, and Jen Waddle was 22.3. Mm. Like, that's – I mean, that's a deep threat offense. You got Mac Jones, who could have been a Heisman winner. I mean, he's com- – completion percentage is 77%. Mm-hmm. He has 36 touchdowns and only four interceptions. Like, Very good stat. Th- this firepower, I mean, to me, I think this offense is better than LSU's offense. I really do from last year. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I think on that sense as well, Mac Jones is very – I uh, noticed with Notre Dame as well, and they mentioned it as well, I know on the telecast, uh, is that Mac Jones is very comfortable in the pocket. You know, he's got a lot of time to throw anyway. He, he, he likes to stay in that pocket. And I know Notre Dame's plan, part of their plan was to try to, you know, make him uncomfortable, force him out of that pocket and have to run a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. They did that a little bit, but I think uh, they could have been better with that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they have a great O-line as well, uh, Alabama does. So that's something big that you do. They need to pressure Mac Jones. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of time to throw. He's really – like I said, he's got a lot of time in that pocket. Most definitely. Um, they need to also, you know, keep in mind Devontae Smith. They need to definitely keep an eye on him. But uh, a lot of what I think Notre Dame was doing in, in their semifinal game was really like double teaming and triple teaming and trying to stay on Devontae Smith. And, you know, Alabama, one of uh, Nick Saban was saying, you know, we have other people to throw to. And, and they did mm-hmm. make other – they had other people they threw to. They even threw to Najee Harris at times. Uh, mm-hmm. They had, And if they're getting uh, – is it Waddle back, you said, or Waddle? Waddle, yes. Waddle, star, other star wide receiver. Uh, yep. Yeah. Then, then that's you know that's another person throwing him. So you know you can't. Yeah. They're going to have to cover uh, multiple things. I think in terms of defense wise, I, I don't think. I think their best chance is just competing on them with offense. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a very high scoring. I would game, agree. Kind of like the Ohio or like the Clemson game. Uh, they need to just score a lot. They can't have a lot of possessions where they're just turning the ball back over. Uh, Alabama, when they get the ball, they score. So uh, I think they're they're going to have to rely on uh, getting a shootout with them and. Whoever scores last. Yeah, actually. I definitely agree with that because if you look at the Notre Dame game, I mean, if Notre Dame didn't score in those first two drives, I think that game was over with. And you know me as an Irish fan, I that game was scary enough. But um, like you so, look how they played the first three drives, they ran screens mm-hmm. almost every other play in that first drive. Yeah, and that opens the field up to they're going to push back the Irish or bring up the Irish defense, which is going to allow Devonte Smith to mm-hmm. go deep, and that's what they end up doing. Ohio State cannot come out flat-footed against this offense, and they no. have to be able to contain Devontae and Najee. And if you look at Notre Dame's offense, they ran the most predictable offense I think mm-hmm. I've seen in college football playoffs. Like, they ran yeah. counter, counter, yeah. counter, and they tried to, and it's just, it doesn't work. Ohio State right. has to have a balanced offense with the mm-hmm. pass, RPO, or run. Yep, absolutely. And I, um, I think it's very important that we spend a lot of time I'm out on Alabama, and if there's anything else said, um, I definitely want it to be said because Alabama is number one in the country for a reason. Um, they have been all season, whether you like them or not. Um, you know, they are um, they're an incredible team. So, and Ohio State's really going to have to play a good game. Um, but if you guys, unless you have anything else you want to say about Alabama, let's kind of look at the Ohio State side of things. Um, of I know we have a lot of Buckeye fans out there, um, including myself, um, and a lot of people just like local. Um, looking around, you got Justin Fields. Um, you got 1,906 yards on the year, um, a 73, 73.4 completion percentage. That's about 4.4% behind um, Mac Jones. Um, 
averaging nine yards a carry um, when he throws the ball. Or I'm sorry, excuse me, or when he runs the ball. I said that backwards. So nine yards for throwing the ball. Um, average 65 long, 21 touchdowns. Um, just a few more interceptions than Mac Jones. Um, six interceptions. And he's been sacked 20 times, which is significant compared to Mac Jones only being sacked 11. So I think Ohio State's focus here, and I don't want, I want you guys to be able to talk about it too. Um, I want you to be able to get in this too. But I think Trey Sermon's going to be the focus point. Um, I think Alabama's defense is good, but I don't think it's quite as good as Ohio State's. Kind of like you said about Alabama's offense being better than Ohio State's, which I agree with. Um, so Sermon is going to have to really be a presence and a force to be reckoned with once again for Ohio State to be able to play their game, do their thing. They got to come out, and like you said, Garrett, can't come out flat-footed. Um, they got to protect fields, um, keep him safe. Um, did we just lose Trevor? Yeah, keep on going. We're good. Okay. Um, got to keep field safe. Um, I think he's had some time to rest up, um, but it's very important um, to make sure he's protected because he can't be taking hits. And let me interrupt you. Can you um, can and, you guys oh. hear me? Okay. Yes. I, said, I you're thought good. my mic cut you're out there for a minute, so I didn't know what was going on there. But yeah, you. Okay. No, you're all good. Um, but yeah, Fields, um, big focal point. Um, even as a huge Fields fan, um, he can't turn over the ball um, in a game like this. Um, I know you both of you mentioned that as well. Um, can't throw interceptions. Um, like I said, really got to run the ball um, and then open up the pass offense. I, I don't know a, a ridiculous amount by Alabama's defense, but I know enough to the point to know that um, offense is their strength, and I think Ohio State's going to have to really take advantage of that. So, um, go, what do you guys got? Go ahead. So, Christian, um, like you're saying, well, Alabama, I mean, their defense is full of four, a full of four and five stars. I mean, sure. regardless if they're not good, they're athletic enough to make up for their mistakes. Sure. Um, I, I agree. But, um, but how's your saying about Justin Fields got to stay healthy? That hit yep. he took against Clemson, he's they got to do something about that, protecting them. I mean, I know it was a dirty hit. I mm-hmm. mean, may have been. There's different conversations about mm-hmm. it. But the hit he took is definitely going to affect him this game because he was previ- – it shows that he's almost a dual-threat quarterback running. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to hurt him because I think he's going to be a little hesitant to run now. And yeah. on the defense, defensive side, I see Sean Wade. I saw him against Clemson. I saw he struggled against Powell on the mm-hmm. Clemson's receiving core. Mm-hmm. I just – I'm worried about their defense and stopping Alabama's passing attack. It's it's deadly. Yeah, Trevor, you want to say something, and then I, I got something. Yeah, you you're exactly ahead. right. I was going to mention – Garrett took the words out of my mouth. I was going to mention that, that hit as well. It's important <laughs> to keep in mind his health, and uh, mm-hmm. Alabama knows that. You know, Nick Saban's going to be saying, see how that side is. See how his uh, ribs are doing, you know. Go hit him. And see, mm-hmm. and not, not illegally, yeah. obviously, but in terms of like right. – making mistakes but you know when he's go hit him and see how those ribs are feeling because he's got to be sore he was really sore that game i'm sure you could see him wincing when he threw uh for the rest of the game so i think that's really important yep, I, as well but yeah I, I mean my my thoughts are that it just they've got to keep in I, I don't know how they're going to compete with that deep with that uh offense for alabama in terms of their defense so i really think they need to be big on defense if they can but otherwise they're gonna have to get into a shootout with them yeah and um the other thing I wanted to say was um, I, I definitely think, and, you know, I'm, I may be a little biased. I, mean, I definitely think Ohio State's offense proved they're better than most people thought last week because I know Clemson had some injuries, but, I mean, Clemson's still a very respected team, and they were number two in the country, um, you know, and they're very legit. Um, and I know this Alabama team's obviously won for a reason, and they're just, you know, a bit better, um, especially when Clemson's not healthy. I think Alabama's a lot better. You could say that about any team. 
you know, it's not healthy, but I agree with everything you guys said. I think um, fields being hurt, that could definitely affect Ohio state. Um, not that I want to say that, but that's the truth. If you're breaking it down um, from the sports outlook, um, I think it's good. He's having this time to rest. Um, and it sounds like as of now, the game is on. I know there, there were some difficulties with COVID testing going on. Um, I think it's more within the Ohio state program. Um, so that sounds like everything's going to be okay there. Um, assuming. So it sounds like the game's going to be on a Monday, which is great news. Um, and that other thing, can't forget, um, Chris Alave is going to be a huge part of this game as well. Um, and I think that's why it's so important Trey Sermon opens up the pass. Because if Sermon becomes such a threat and they start focusing on him, you know, uh, Alabama's going to have problems, you know, because Ohio State has deep threats in Garrett Wilson and Chris Alave and a few other guys for them. Um, I think Ohio State has a lot of options, just like Alabama. I think Alabama's top guys are a little bit better. Um, but I, they have options, too. I think both of their offenses are lethal, lethal, excuse me. But I think Alabama's um, is definitely better. Um, and side note real quick, guys, if you want to break, break it down while we have a moment, um, we can talk about the hit a little bit. I'll give you my quick take really fast and you guys can say your thing and then we can kind yeah, let's of make it, um, let's, talk let's about make this more. It, uh, let's you. make it quick, a hit the, the, the yeah. remarks in the hit, and then let's do uh, predictions on the game. I think would be smart sounds to do good. and then we move on. Um, sounds good to me. So for me, the hit um, – I know Garrett um, is a college football player, and I, you know, I don't really understand that. Um, the, the way I look at it is, and no matter if I'm a fan of Ohio State or not, um, Garrett did mention it was a dirty hit, and I do agree. Football has come to the point now where um, it is awfully soft, um, and I know you're supposed to hit people hard. That's what your coaches tell you to do. Um, but and then again, at the same time, um, the rules are messed up. I agree, but it was a within the rules type thing. You can't hit the crown of your helmet. You can't duck down. Um, I'm not saying I agree with the rules, and I'm not saying. You know, I, I think football's um, – I think the rules are great, but I think, you know, that was the right call in the moment. Do the rules need to change? I think that's something we can definitely talk about um, so, another time. But. So, um, the, I mean, obviously the linebacker that hit him was um, James Skowski. Um, huge part of their game. linebacker, a Big. huge part of their defense. Big. He's their captain, leader. Um, what I mean by dirty, I didn't mean it was dirty. I mean it was dirty the way the rules are. For me, that was a hit. That was a perfect hit. I mean, it, his – Helmet should have been up, of course. That's safety first and everything. Right. But I think that was a really good football hit. I mean, it's people are wanting to sign up and play football, but you have to understand the risk that's coming with it. I mean, right. you have to understand a football helmet in your side is not going to feel good. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And people don't realize how soft they're getting. The way the refs are changing the game nowadays. So if like you hit a quarterback, there's a flag. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's just, a whole separate for sure. But yeah, you know, says well, the, the quarterbacks are on. Some of them are starting to kind of uh, not like flop necessarily, but try to take hits harder than go. Where? Hey, where's the penalty? You know, right? Oh so, yeah, that I agree. Right. Go ahead, go. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, I'm just talking about like it's. I mean, it's part of the game we live in today with kids now growing up in this game. It's it's known as a dirty hit. I mean, if you look back with Ray Lewis. Right. Different um, era. He would take people's heads off. I mean, yeah. I think this all pretty much went downhill with Vontez Perfect hit, hitting Antonio Brown the way football's played today. I mean, that was yeah. dirty, but yeah, the it way was. targeting targeting may have some – the tar- targeting rules mm-hmm. I think are a little shaky. I agree. But it's for the player safety, but that's that's mm-hmm. how they want to play safety, and that's good. They're same players' lives. Yeah, and I think if I remember yeah. right, the rule differs a little bit with college than it does with NFL. Mm-hmm. But the rule it itself is uh, for the penalty is that they will uh, stop games to immediately re- review when players are penalized and face ejection for targeting de- defenseless opponents. Obviously, it wasn't necessarily above the shoulders and or using the crown of the helmet to contact an opponent. 
So I uh, definitely went in with the crown. I think that was the biggest mistake. He lifts that head up a little bit, even just a little bit. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily – he might have gotten a penalty, but I don't think it would have been a targeting. I, I, I don't know, though. He might have no. – I think he might not have been – probably would have been a no call um, if that crown of the helmet comes up. So – but he didn't he didn't initiate contact with the head. That's what most people think mm-hmm. of with targeting, I know, because obviously the call itself is a fist to the head when the ref calls it. So um, Right, right. But um, then maybe the rule needs to be changed, or I don't know. I don't. And my my right. take it needs to be evaluated. My take, for sure, I, I, I agree with Garrett in the sense that I think it was it, it wasn't the greatest hit, but I think it should have just been a fifteen yard penalty. I think he should have stayed in the game though. Right, and I agree with that. But they do have it in the rules and college football, which we talked about, which should probably change. And I do agree it's unfair. Um, but that, I think that is part of the rule. If you target, you are ejected, unless that's the referee's decision. I could be wrong, but from what I read and understood. If you are, if you target in college, you're done. Right. You're out. And I think that's just the rule. I'm not saying I agree with this. Um, but for the rule it is, you know, I agree with the call. But if, if it was if we just play football, you know, I don't think it should be anything like Garrett said. Um, but, and there's a lot of inconsistency there. But we will definitely um, dig into that um, another okay. time for sure. So, so yeah, predictions. Move on. We got to move on to predictions. So we yeah, get enough time. It. Go for so, it. So Alabama versus Clemson. I are not Clem, are not Clemson. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Let's do score and uh, obviously win. Um, so I'm gonna say Alabama wins 42 to 28. Um, I think Ohio State keeps up with that offense, but eventually they got. Uh, see, Mac Jones has three weapons now that are coming back, and I think the defense is gonna get worn out, and each player is gonna step up. So my score prediction is 42 28 Alabama. Let's put that. I'm gonna put that down as well, so we can revisit that. Go ahead, Trevor. Um, Oh, you got forty two twenty eight too? No, 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 yeah. no. I'm I'm gonna put down what he said oh. just so we can visit that. Yeah, but yeah, thank you. uh forty two twenty eight Alabama. Okay, so my prediction is similar. I have it being a little bit more high scoring. I have forty nine to thirty five Alabama. I don't think I just don't think they can match up with that uh explosive offense from Alabama. I, I just think I think they fall a little short this time. I think they, they score a lot and they stay in it, but um, I think Alabama wins overall is my take. The spread also is eight, just for reference, the spread on the game. Alabama's favored by eight. Okay. Um, for me, um, obviously I have my Buckeye bias, um, but I obviously – I'm not an Alabama fan, but I respect their how good they are. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people have slept on Ohio State this year. I think they proved that last week. I think they'll come out strong. I think they'll have a game plan. And I'm going to say Ohio State wins, um, let's say, 42 to 35 as well. I think I'm going to go with that because I think that's a good number. It's high scoring, but it's not ridiculously high. When you start getting in the 50s, I think it gets a little wild. That's not But I can see him doing that. If you look at Alabama, put 50 points on a lot of their opponents most of the year. I know they didn't against Notre Dame, but um, I could – My original thought was 52, but I'm like, I don't know because I think, like Garrett said, they have a lot of stars on their defense, as does Ohio State. Okay, so right. I think those guys have less than we'll Yeah, so we'll, re- we'll revisit that next week and, and see where yes. we're at. Uh, I think let's move on. I, I, let's move on to the wild, wild card. card matchups. It's definitely a big yep. one I think we should hit on. So uh, so the games on Saturday. Uh, yes. We'll start with Saturday. The uh, Colts, who are Chiefs the seventh yep. seed coming in, uh, visit mm-hmm. the number two Bills in Buffalo. There will be fans. That is important to mention for the game in Buffalo. Yes, that's uh, There will be fans, 6,700 fans, I believe. So uh, not a huge mm. amount, but 6,700. Oh. So not a lot, what? but there are some. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of surprised, but that's awesome. Yeah, they're going to gonna have to get a test and everything, but that's a separate story. So the fans, awesome. the fans are yeah. allowed to go in. Uh, it's a 1 o'clock game as well, so 
Uh, could be a little mm-hmm. chilly there as well, and it's not a night game, but it's in Buffalo. So uh, Colts have Colts right. have played in the you know snow before as well. The spread Buffalo is favored by six and a half. Uh, I'm just going to touch on every game mm-hmm. on Saturday, and then we can go into predictions and, and talks about it sure, real sure. quick. It's fine. So that's the game, the opening game uh, that is on CBS, I believe. Uh, Rams and Seahawks is the next one. That's uh, 4:40 on Fox. Seattle's favored by four and a half. The game is in Seattle. Uh, obviously, no fans. Washington and Seattle in general have had no fans all year, so there will be no fans there. Um, and mm. then the night cap is uh, Tampa Bay visiting uh, Washington, the mm. Washington football team. Uh, Interesting. Washington winning the division gives them the uh, home field because the Buccaneers are a wild card coming in. That's 8-15. Tampa Bay is favored by eight in that game. So, um a lot of stuff to dig into, not a lot of time, so let's just make it a little quick. Uh, we'll start with yeah. Garrett on these. Go ahead, G. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to do a little thing on all these games. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we heard we heard Bruce Arians talk about in the beginning of the year how it doesn't matter if you get the one or two seed because he thinks there's not going to be fans. Do you guys think the limit of amount of fans or no fans at all is going to affect the way these games are played? I mean, it's playoff weekend. It's huge. It's super wild card oh, weekend. Phenomenal question, honestly. Um, I think, I mean, you look at the Seahawks when they had their fans. That mm. was full. It was one of the loudest stadiums. Twelfth man, very difficult place yeah. to play. So, like, I want to get your guys' thoughts on those games on how the fans are going to affect or not. Um, for me, um, I think it's tremendous. Um, I think you build momentum. Um, I know Garrett, you play football. I know Trevor, you play baseball. I play basketball. Any sport, um, fans are huge. But I feel like football is just a whole nother vibe. That might just be a personal thing. But for me. There's a, even more hype to have to a football crowd. It, it's just something different, um, especially just in this country. You know, football is just huge. Um, and I mean, you know, American football, obviously, they call soccer football, too. So you look at this, see, like you said, so the Chiefs are the one seed. Um, no surprise. Uh, we expected that all year. Um, lots of bias in this one, Chiefs and Bills. Um, but I'm going to say just like last time. Colts, correct. Like with the um, – This is the Colts, correct? Okay, yes, yeah. Colts, yeah. Bills and Colts. Yeah. Um, so the Bills – are we doing predictions or no? Yeah, let's go into yeah. predictions. We'll just okay. move a little quicker. Okay, so I'll just do mine really quick. So Bills and Colts and a very brief summary. Um, Bills are a tough team. Um, I think Colts are underrated, even though I'm biased. I think they've had a top defense all year. Phillip Rivers has been slept on and called an old man, even though he has performed phenomenally with a good offensive line. Um, my score prediction for that game um, in Buffalo. I, oh, man, that's tough. But I'm going to go – I'm going to go with my Colts. Believe it or not, and I think um, both defenses are tough, so I'll make it a little lower scoring. I'm going to go 28-21. I like that. Um, so yeah, let's are we take going through each game or how we'll, we doing yeah, it? We'll do, so, Christian, okay. if you want to do three, then we'll go to Garrett, and I can wrap it up. Okay, so just do so, all yeah, the Next to be Rams and Seahawks. Yeah, I, okay. I believe Jared Goff is going to play that game. I don't know if anybody knows oh, that. Oh, we're going by time. Yes. Okay, I don't have time on my screen. Okay, so Seahawks and Rams. Um, man, three seed versus six seed. Um, Rams have struggled mightily lately, um, and they don't have Jared Goff most likely, um, which is a significant thing to note. So be looking out for that. Um, their young guy <laughs> sounds bad, and I no disrespect to him, but I can't think of his uh, name for Walford. some reason. Yeah, um, not much experience. Um, Seattle doesn't have fans. Um, neither the Rams, like you said. Um, I'm going to go Seahawks in this one. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks uh, – 35 to 21. Okay. Yeah, I just looked in actually as of Thursday. Uh, 
the Rams have listed Goff as questionable. So you know, if there's any way he okay, can come well, out there, he's going to want to come out there and play that game. It's going to be a cluster. What'd game. you say? He's got it. I'm sorry. Thirty-five. 35-21, but I mean, if Goff plays, I mean, I would say twenty-eight. But you can lock. I'll in lock 21. in the twenty, the fourteen. Let's yeah. let's get your take on uh, uh, Washington and and then uh, Tampa Bay at night. Okay, um, really quick about that. I think this is fascinating matchup. I, I thought about my, that's eh, not gonna be a game, but man, the Redskins have a terrible, not the, like a terrible team. looking record, but they're actually a good. Or, sorry, excuse me, I changed it. My bad. The Washington football team has had tremendous um, defense throughout the year, led by Chase Young. Um, you know, not, not the best in the league, but I was just looking at stats actually, um, this, and I won't do this for all these teams cause I know we're low on time, but if this list is correct from ESPN, if it's listed in numerical order, they have Washington listed as number two. Um, you know, they're giving up, let's see, passing yards. Uh, let's see. Six, so they've all played, you know, seasons over. It looks like they're giving up uh, rushing yards a game. They're giving up 112 and they're giving up only, um, 20 points per game, which is, I mean, that's a lot, but I mean, I think that's top tier in this league. Um, I think the playoffs are going to be high scoring. There's some lethal offenses. Alex Smith is healthy. Um, he has an incredible story. I know he's motivated, um, but I don't want to babble too much. Um, but I'm going to go red I, or no, I can't pick the Redskins. Sorry. Team. Buccaneers, Tom Brady. Um, sorry. I keep forgetting. I'm sure everybody does. Everyone's spot. The Washington football team. Um, I'm going to go Redskins or Gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> You'll Buccaneers, get it. I'm sorry, the Buccaneers. You can't I, I'm a Colts fan, but you can't count out Tom Brady. He's hot. He's hot right now. Even if Mike Evans doesn't play, I'm going um Buccaneers. Uh we'll go ooh, forty no, oh, I don't want to say forty. We'll go thirty five. I like number thirty five to um I think they'll play a good game, the Washington football team. So I'll say twenty eight. We, we got it that time. Yeah, that, 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 that's a tough change. You're so yeah, no, that. for sure. All right. What about uh, you guys? Derek, go, go ahead, ahead and break those down. Your so, Christian, I know you love your Colts, and I'm sorry. I have to just see <laughs> Um No, Bills are good, man. I think Colts come out hot. They start out 14 nothing, But I think Bills end up taking this game 28-14. Um, Colts, right. <laughs> Colts, have a, Colts have a tough time. They start out hot, and they can't finish. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, you look at the Steelers game when they were up 21-3. Yeah, twenty four three. My bad. And they Steelers end up winning that game thirty one twenty four. Um, yeah, but you just look at the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, tremendous. They're just a dynamic duo. Then they're done. I mean, they got Cole Beasley too, who's leading. He's like top three in stats for receivers, and you, that's very slept on. Yep, and that defense as well is um, pretty good. They've got uh, the defense is what's his name? Stout. Yes. I can't think of anybody on their defense. Uh, Alan. Colts defensive line's tough too. That's so true. If they can get to Allen, but if Allen runs, it'll be a problem. But my score, I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. Uh, score prediction, like I said, I'm gonna say 28-14 Bills. Okay. Um, Rams Seahawks. Mm. Um, Russell Wilson is probably my favorite football player of all time, behind great JJ dude, great Watt. Player. Great dude. Yes. Um, now, the Seahawks, when jo- uh, Jared Goff played, struggled. They lost to the, the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. But I think playoff Russell Wilson is a different breed. Um, I think the Rams defense plays well, but I think <coughs> the Seahawks pulled out. I'm going to say 21-17 Seahawks. 21-17 Seahawks. Yeah. All right, what about uh, um, Washington and, the, uh, and Tampa Bay? So, I might surprise you two here. Um, Buccaneers are really good. They have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Godwin. And Tom Brady, I mean, they got Leonard Fournette, who's a good running back. Um, but look at the stats. The football team is 4-1 and one with Alex Smith on the field. 
Um, different team when they have him there. It's a big stat. There's no Dwayne Haskins anymore. I'm Excuse sorry me. about your Ohio State Buckeyes, but no Dwayne Haskins. He was not very good for the not that football great, team. Unfortunately. Um, and I think Chase Song is a wrecking ball on the defense. Their D-line mm. is all first-round draft picks. They're studs. Frustrate Brady. Yeah. Um, I say the Washington football team wins 24-14. to 14. I would love to see All right. Uh, I'll give my picks quick, and then we'll move on to Sunday uh, real quickly. My picks, uh, I think we've already – you guys have touched on most of the stories for the game and, and, and everything. Uh, Colts and Bills. <laughs> so, I am – taking Garrett's side here. I, um, I think the Bills are a force to be reckoned with this year. I know they struggled in the playoffs a couple years ago last year. I think they played Houston, uh, if I remember right, and they lost. Uh, but I think they've had their little bit of time to learn in the playoffs. I haven't been in the playoffs in a while. Uh, the addition of Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. is huge. Uh, Beasley's really good as well, as mentioned. Uh, I think I, I have the Bills big. I have the Bills 35-21. Uh, to 21. Wow, so that is what I have. Um, I do think the Colts come out pretty aggressive, though. We'll see. Uh, they also have that you know Brissett can run a little bit, so they have another weapon there. But uh, Allen's very Allen's very quick. Taylor is Jonathan big. Taylor's very good as well. So yeah, I think they come out, but I think I, I think the uh, Colts blow the lead. That's just my pick. Anyway, uh, Rams and Seahawks. I think that it all comes down to who plays mm. quarterback. I think if uh, Wofford plays for the Rams, then I think mm. it's going to be yeah. a much bigger blowout. But um, I think the Seahawks with DK Metcalf and their defense as well, Carlos Dunlap now as well, uh, are a big force mm-hmm. to be reckoned with as well. I have the Seahawks winning 31 mm-hmm. to 21. Okay. And finally, like the nightcap, uh, Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> um, <laughs> primetime. So big primetime game, NBC. Um, yeah. Brady's been struggling. His O-line is not as great as I think it was with New England in years past. Tristan Wirfs has been pretty good for him. First-round pick for them from Iowa. Um, I just think it's hard to bet against Brady. Alex Smith uh, is not mobile on his feet like he used to be, granted, with that knee injury. Um, I I just think there's too many question marks in terms of – the defense is very good, and I think it'll be tight for a lot of the game. You know, we have to remember the uh, – Washington did beat uh, the Steelers uh, as well. That was a good mm. game for them. Yeah. Enjoyed that. But I have the Buccaneers uh, winning that game. I'm going to say 28 to 10. And I don't want to interrupt you, but side note, Mike Evans is at practice to, as of today at 1.30, and he's a game-time decision, so that that's is, significant. Yeah. Um, I know they're receiving course stacked, but uh, – be watching for that, everybody, too. You're watching yeah. playoffs this weekend. Um, Mike and Evans Antonio Brown needs to have a so. big game as well for them, just like last week. He needs to move on. Yes. Uh, one thing I want to touch on, then we'll move on to Sunday real quick, um, is that I sure. had. I think it's worth mentioning that the Chiefs are the only team that's going to have a significant amount of fans. They carry about 17,000 fans each week. So, wow. And they have home field advantage throughout the entire wow. playoffs. So. Any team that's going to visit them, they have, outside of the Cowboys, which obviously they're not in the playoffs, that would have been big too. The Cowboys carried 30,000 fans. Obviously, they wouldn't have gotten any uh, fans being the only team. That, that's but a lot. I think that's worth mentioning. The Chiefs do have the advantage with fans. Uh, and the Chiefs can be very loud as well in mm-hmm. that stadium, even with a limited amount of fans. Arrowhead's a very loud place. So Absolutely. I think that's worth mentioning. We'll do it in reverse order. I'll start with my picks for Sunday, and we'll move on. Uh, so Sunday, it. real yeah. quick, we'll do the, this the thing. Uh, Ravens go to... 
No, no. Is it Titans? Do Titans go to Ravens or, or do they go to Baltimore? Ravens okay, at so Titans. That's right. Tennessee's division winner. Um, yes, they do. Well. Not not a huge amount, I don't think, but they do have some. Baltimore's favored by three and a half. That game is on ESPN slash ABC. Um, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's going to be the story. You know how many Lamar Jackson needs to uh, he needs to have that good running game again. Uh, J.K. Dobbins had a good week last week for them, as well as their backs. Gus Edwards mm, yes. and I, don't, I think Ingram got a little bit of touches, but Ingram's obviously not as big of a uh, threat this year as he was last year. So, uh, good Dobbins needs to have a really good game. He needs to get his passing game in too, as well. Uh, Marquise Brown needs to be a target to get to. Uh, Andrews as well at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, uh, I don't know. I think the Titans are really good. They've got, uh, Henry, Mar- uh, they've got mm-hmm. Henry, they've got, um, AJ Brown, Corey Davis is not a bad pick. He's not a bad, not bad either. In that game, I have, uh, yeah. the Titans keeping that. That's a rematch of last year as well. I have the Titans winning 35, 31. Not to yeah. interrupt, but we do yeah. have three minutes and 15 seconds. Oh. I think we're okay. I think we can do longer right here, but we'll hurry up and we'll get going. I, I, but I, I think you have a little bit longer. Um, important okay. side note. I don't want to interrupt, but this is important. This is very significant for this game. The Titans will allow 21% capacity at the stadium. So they have 14,000 or 14,500 fans. That so is that's true. Yeah, more that's than true. we thought. So yeah. not far from Kansas City. So that's, that's big. That's true. Uh, that. Next game is Bears and Saints. Go ahead, I, I think, honestly, it's just probably regarded as the game that people think are going to be the biggest blowout uh, besides Washington and Tampa. Uh, so Bears and Saints, it is in New Orleans. New Orleans, I think, has a very, very small amount of fans. Not a lot. It might just be like family and friends. Uh, New Orleans is favored by 10 in that game. That game's on CBS. Um, I, I I think Kamara is just too – he's a force to be – again, force to be reckoned with. Uh, I don't think – I don't think the Bears are going to be able to contain that. So I have the Saints winning uh, 38 to – 17. What? Okay. This is interesting. There's some – I don't know if this is true. They're trying to test 50,000 people and get them in the quarantine them in a hotel. I don't know about that. Game. That would be I don't wild. Think that's I don't think that's anyway, going to um, That's what Sean Payton I'll move on quickly. I'll be quick. My last game. Big game. Yes. NBC primetime again. Uh, Cleveland Browns. First time back in the playoffs since 2002 against the Steelers. Pittsburgh's favored by four and a half. That game is on an 8-15 as well. Uh, that is in Pittsburgh because they are the division winner. Same thing. They will have a very limited amount of fans. Um, very oh, limited amount, fans. I believe. Good I don't know if it's just even family and friends in that one. It's not a, it's not a lot of fans. I'll check. But, boy, I mean, it's they played each other just last week, but it was a completely different game. Steelers rested all of their uh, starters, including their kicker. Chris Boswell didn't play. Um, so it's a different story, different game with Rudolph in the game versus uh, Big Ben. <sighs> I don't know. I, I think this one's going to be very, very close. Um, I, I'm going to take the Steelers, and I'm going to take them uh, 31 to 28. And I don't want to interrupt you again. This is an important side note. The Steelers actually, as of six hours ago, um, according to um, – what's my source here? Um, it says they are denied permission. This is from – a. FanNation.com. Um, I think it's part yeah, of Tom Wolf's trade. Uh, it doesn't so. surprise me that they're not going to allow fans. I thought they were for some reason a little bit. Uh, um, maybe family. Yeah. They did have fans. Some five hours family, ago. I think in their game last week. I don't remember. Um, but anyway. Yeah. I'll let you know if I find anything, uh, but go, go ahead. Christian and then Garrett can wrap up. Oh, select yeah. family and friends. So, You're correct. Uh, Garrett, or, we'll have Christian go first, and then Garrett can wrap up. Yeah. Oh, I'm going now? Okay. All right. 
Um, okay, so looking at this, I just found a better looking bracket here I can look at. Um, so we said the first games, you know, Titans and the Ravens are going to Tennessee with more fans than we thought. Um, I think the Ravens um, have been very inconsistent this year. Um, and I think the Titans have had their moments as well, but they have both proven at their best they are tough and they have to be fought with till the end of the game. Um, you can't stop. You can't let your guard down on Lamar Jackson or Derrick Henry for the Titans or Lamar Jackson for the Ravens, what I was trying to say. Um, this is going to be a good game, I really think. Um, but I just see Derrick Henry. I think he's going to break out. He did it last year. Why would he not do it again? He's been incredible this year. Um, so I'm going to go Titans. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I think they both have both have decent defenses. So I'm going to go um, 27 to 24 Titans with the last-minute field goal. All right, kickers in question as well because remember um, Sasky – was out last week. Uh, oh, okay. They had a rookie kicker last week. So well, <laughs> maybe twenty. Maybe not. I didn't mean to change my mind. There, but another kicker kicking game was a kicking. No, game you're good. That that's significant. Uh, but that kicker did make the winning kick last week. Mind you, I can't think of the dude's name. Oh yeah, I'll stick okay. with my twenty-seven. Okay, uh, Saints and or Bears and Saints in New Orleans. Yes. So um, we've heard um, surprisingly um, no hate Bears fans, but Mitchell Trubisky's been hot. I know it's been a struggle, but um, you can't forget about Khalil Mack on that defense. Um, he is significant. He is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Drew Brees is still not 100%. That's something to watch. Um, but the Saints are just going to be too much. Um, I haven't heard much. I don't know about you guys. Um, but is Michael Thomas going to be back? Uh, he should be. Yeah, I'm checking that right now. Big, that is true. I'm looking as well. Um, I kind of forgot. They haven't talked about him for a while. So Michael Thomas, he returns yeah. to practice today. Yeah. Limited practice ramp, um, according to Saints Wire. Um Returns Saints practice head wild card. Um, he's expected to practice on a limited basis. So there's that doesn't look great for them. Um, he might not be playing, um, but if not, if they do win, he'll be back, be back the next week. Um, but they're still so good. Alvin Kamara and um, and they have other good wide receivers and just a good O line. Um, Taysom Hill's a huge threat. So I'm going to go Saints. Um, I think they'll kick kick some butt in this one. So I'll say 42 to 28 Saints. Um, I think the Bears have been hot, um, but I'll give them a little credit there. Um, and then lastly, um, no, no, that's uh, that, Browns is that all the games. Oh, the Browns and Steelers. Yeah, I got, that's a, that, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, that's one. a really good game. Games. Um, but do remember, um, the Browns are without that Kevin is, Stefanski. Well. Um, I don't know how, how he's going to be coaching. Um, he could be coaching from home or maybe not at all. I don't know how that works. Um, cause I saw Kirk Herbstreet do like broadcasting for the Ohio state and uh, Clemson games. So I don't know if they're able to do something like that for him. Um, but that could hurt their team. Because I believe he calls their plays, correct? Uh, I think he calls a lot of their plays, yeah. I mean, he could – it's kind of like when yeah. Saban was out, though. I think he's still going to have a, a, a presence there. That would be my okay. guess. Well, that's important. So, hopefully he'll have a presence. Um, if somebody wants to look that up, they can before we wrap up. Um, and then we get uh, Garrett's uh, projections as well. Um, but I think this is going to be a great game. Um, I'm, I'm a Bengals fan, like uh, like I know Garrett is too, and – I, mean, I know Trevor wants to see them be successful, so I don't think. But this is a rivalry game. Um, this is an AFC North matchup, which makes this even more fun to watch. I think. Um, but I'm going to go with Browns Nation. I'm going to go with the Dog Pound. Um, I would love to see it. Um, I'm going to go Browns. They both have pretty decent defenses. Um, Pittsburgh's defensive line stuff, but I'm going to go. Whew, this is a tough one. I'm going to go twenty-eight to twenty-four. All right. Side note on that before we get to Garrett. Uh... Stefanski he tested positive on Tuesday, says he can't hop on Zoom calls. It says the Browns are not allowed to set up a command station at Stefanski's home so that he can stay involved in the team's playmaking or decision-making. The NFL has rules uh. during the pandemic for a situation like that. 
So he cannot partake well, in stinks. any part of the in-game coaching process during the day. Okay, and do we know who the players are that are out? Because that's also something. I think have uh, I will check positive. on the. Uh, I will check on that, but let's let's have Garrett start. We'll get, and then we'll wrap. Go up. ahead, Garrett. So Garrett, you yeah, can go. Um, so start with the Ravens and Titans. Um, look at last year's game. Titans put a beat down on the Ravens. Um, I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think Lamar Jackson's going to rush for over 100 yards. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to play a huge factor. Um, I do think Derrick Henry is going to break out again. So is Ryan Tannehill, but I don't think it's enough. Um, I have the Ravens win 24-17. Um, Bears and Saints. Like I said, they're hot. Mitch Trubisky's hot. Um, I've never been a big fan of him. Khalil Mack is, a, a, I mean, an animal when it comes mm-hmm. to pass rush. Um but the Saints, they have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is going to be okay. And don't forget about Taysom Hill, who can go in there and run some trick plays with them, a wildcat. Um, I think the Saints win 28-10. Um, but the Cleveland Browns and Steelers, um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Browns played the Steelers pretty much their second string offense. But then again, even with Ben Rosberger and their starting offense, um, They've struggled against like the – I mean, look at the Buffalo Bills game, Bengals game. They lost those games. Um, I think Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield has a chip on his shoulder for being mm-hmm. under, from being a walk-on mm-hmm. to now being a starting quarterback, turning a franchise around. I think Browns win, I'm going to say, 21-14. Uh, really low-scoring game. So, okay, uh, and last – something to say, too, real quick, because I don't know if you're going to say this. Uh, someone just got on today for the list uh, – I, I did see that, yes. Name. Ronnie Harrison, safety. SB Nation safety, right Ronnie now. Harrison. So the group is now Correct. Um, yep. the coach, Kevin Stefanski, Joel uh, Batonio, I think is how you said that. Denzel, Denzel Ward, I don't Kevin have that Johnson, one. Harrison Bryant, uh, Kadero Hodge, and Malcolm Smith, says, as well as a number of coaches, of uh, Browns positional coaches. So, so that is, and, and they haven't said, says the NFL has not ruled out that they might delay that game as well. So. Uh, that's something to keep in mind too. Okay. If that game gets delayed, that's a big deal as well. So, yep. I yep. have right here really quick. I don't want to interrupt you. I don't mean to cut you off, but it says we made the following roster moves. This is the Browns Twitter. Um, today at two twenty nine. um, said, uh, activated reserve COVID-19 safety, Andrews and Jeho, Sadejo, excuse me. Um, and then they placed, like you said, Ronnie Harrison jr. On the reserve. Um, and then a place on the practice squad, Montreal Mender. So, um, they made a few moves, um, Sorry, Browns Nation, that really uh, dog pound. That's tough. Um, but I, I think you guys can overcome it. Yeah, I really I, so that's good. So. We'll uh, we'll see how things stand next week. So uh, as we wrap up today, uh, I think those were the big two that we needed to hit on. There are a number of things I know we did not touch on. We didn't we didn't touch on uh, NBA at all, uh, as well as I know there was a big trade today uh, as of when, as of Thursday, January seventh. Big trade with the uh, Mets and Indians with Francisco Lindor. Uh, but definitely next week we will touch on that trade and uh, any other big trades that come out of the MLB. We'll touch on the NBA and where they're at in their season and uh, with standing-wise and surprise teams and et cetera. Also next week we'll go over the uh, wild card games. Divisional matchups will be set, uh, and we'll go over the national championship game. Uh, as well as, if we can, we'll try right. to touch uh, on NHL. Hockey starts next Wednesday, six days from today. Uh, different divisions as well, but we'll still, we'll touch on that as well. So 
Uh, and we'll take your if you guys want to comment or uh, follow, follow us on Instagram at CT Sportscast um, and give us a follow and let us know what you mm-hmm. want us to talk about. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we'll shoot for next week to do another one out there. Uh, not sure on day or time yet, but we'll figure that out. But uh, I think just final yep. thoughts. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Hopefully we can make this thing grow and uh, get you guys more involved as well. Uh, but I don't have anything else to say. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, if you everyone, you guys just want to say goodbye real quick. Garrett, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I appreciate being invited to this podcast. Um, and I'm, I hope to be here on next week and hope to hear my thoughts about it. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, guys. Um, thanks for taking time to listen. Um, we will be um, we'll be uh, keeping you updated through our Instagram, so please check that. Um, please give us a follow. We follow back. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, um, enjoy your weekend. Um, those of you going back to school, stay safe and we will, um, we will talk to you soon. Um, peace out. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks guys.